One woman, one horse, one goal. 48 states for domestic violence awareness. Hello and welcome to Have Horse Will Travel, the official podcast for the Centaur Ride. I'm Meredith Cherry and this is my co-host Apollo. Welcome to the third episode of season two, the season where we talk all about Apollo. Today's episode, we will be talking about how to feed an adventure horse. You all have probably heard a lot by now about what I eat. And if you haven't, if you somehow managed to miss that, well, first of all, how could you not have heard about my donut thing? But anyway, second of all, go back to season one, episode 11, and there's a whole episode about my favorite foods that I've been trying as I ride around the country. Apollo, on the other hand, generally does not get to eat all of the tasty snacks that I find when I ride around, although he does get some of them. His diet is obviously quite different from mine. A horse's diet is, in general, not complicated. Obviously, they eat grass. How much more complicated could it get? It's grass, right? Well, yes and no. A horse's diet can be extremely complicated. And, in fact, I got my degree in equine science from Colorado State University. So, equine science is the science of horses. And I took several semesters of classes that were all about horse nutrition. That's right. That's hours and hours and hours of class time talking about what horses eat. So, yes, it's simple in that it's grass, but it's also not simple because horse digestion is very complicated And the horse's digestive system is not really actually very well designed in the grand scheme of animalia. A horse's digestion can be easily upset. And when they get a tummy ache, it is not like when a person gets a tummy ache or when your dog gets a tummy ache, it's much more serious. And so with that in mind, Making sure that your horse eats properly is very important because it's essential to avoid a horse getting a tummy ache. And I say tummy ache in the very colloquial sense of any part of the digestive tract, not just the stomach. The other complicated aspect of feeding an adventure horse is not just keeping his stomach and his gut happy and comfortable. It's also making sure that he gets enough nutrition and enough calories to do all of the exercise that he does for when we're traveling. I try to make the ride as easy and comfortable for Apollo as possible. However, it's a lot of exercise. There's no getting around that. No matter how easy I try to make it, and how light I can make the packs, and how much I walk during the day to make it easier on him. It's still a lot of exercise for both of us, really, but 
I need to make sure that he eats enough and also that he's getting all his vitamins and minerals and all that kind of stuff. So a horse that's eating strictly grass is generally going to be getting enough nutrition. But if that horse is exercising a lot or if they have other high nutritional demands such as a mare that's nursing a foal or a top performing athlete like a horse that's competing in Tevis or that's competing at a high level of showing is going to require very specialized nutrition to make sure that their physical demands are being met by what they eat. With the adventure horse, at least in the sense of how Apollo and I do adventures, we're not able to carry around a lot of extra stuff to make up a complicated, complex feeding regimen. Those other kinds of situations I just mentioned, those horse owners often you'll see if you ever visit somewhere like that, they'll have a whole feed room with a bucket of supplements and another bucket of supplements and a jar of supplements and maybe a jar of oil or at least two different kinds of feed that they're mixing together, maybe even a scale to weigh it all out, or at least a well-marked scoop that they can proportion everything just right and they'll do this whole like I don't even eat that complicated of meals a lot of the time (laughs) and it can get very complex let's just put it that way it can be very complex and I'm not saying anything against those people in fact I wish I could do it that way but let's be realistic when I'm traveling with Apollo I've got a limited amount of space in his packs and I don't want to weigh him down with a bunch of extra stuff. Even if it's things that he'll eat, horse food is heavy and he eats a lot. So I can't really pack a lot of feed. Grass he can get wherever we go. Hay he can get wherever we're stopping for the night. But anything beyond those, as far as grain and supplements and all that other kind of stuff, It's very difficult and next to impossible for me to carry anything like that. So those sorts of things I have to keep very simple. A particular concern for keeping horses well fed, but also making sure that you don't give them a tummy ache, is keeping their feed, even if all they're eating is hay, keeping that whatever it is that they're eating, keeping it consistent day after day after day. If you are a typical horse owner and not out on a crazy adventure across the country and you feed your horse hay or alfalfa or a hay alfalfa mix or, you know, some sort of baled forage, let's just classify it that way and generically call it hay. Again, I'm saying that for the horse owners that have this really complex feed routine, which again, I'm not talking down on it, but sometimes I say, hey, and people jump down my throat about, well, I don't feed, I, I feed alfalfa, I don't feed hay, or I, I would never feed alfalfa because alfalfa is bad for horses. You know, there's all these different schools of thought about 
what is exactly the best and then as far as hay goes oh my gosh should it be first cutting should it be second cutting should it be third cutting I don't think anyone ever wants third cutting but anyway it could be a thing which refers to what season of the year that the hay was cut and baled in because hay is grown where it's cut and baled several times off the same field within a growing season and so if it's the first cutting of the year is going to have different nutrition and a different hay quality than the second time it's cut that year or the third time it's cut and some places can even get a fourth cutting that's beside the point but if you were wondering what the heck I was just talking about that's what I was talking about so if your horse is used to eating hay from this particular field and they always get second cutting and they've been eating hay that was cut last year during the second cutting and you're almost out of that hay and you just got in a whole new load of hay that's also second cutting or gasp maybe this year it's first cutting or heaven forbid it's fourth cutting then your horse is going to have to eat something slightly different. It's still going to be the same species of grass. It's still going to be dried and baled into hay. It's by a cursory glance the same thing. However, to a horse's stomach, it's not the same thing. It's close, but it's not the same thing. Some horses have very sensitive digestive tracts. And to just suddenly switch them from having last year's second cutting hay in the morning to this year's fourth cutting hay in the evening could give them a bellyache and they could even die. Yep, that's how sensitive some horses are. Luckily for me, Apollo, knock on wood, has never been that sort of sensitive horse. If he was, we could not be doing this journey because... I can't pack a bale of hay with me. Where would I put it? And I don't have a vehicle following along to carry any for me. This means that he gets different feed, even just the hay part. He gets different hay everywhere that we stop. And we stop a new place almost every night. Some places he doesn't even get hay. He only gets pasture. Some places he doesn't get any pasture. He just gets hay. That's a big change for a lot of horses, but he does okay with it. Also, I try to give him a lot of grain. Some people are very much opposed to grain, and I agree not every horse should be given grain. And again, I say grain as a Californian where I live. Grain is used generically to mean any sort of high-calorie supplemental horse feed that is generally grain-based. It may not be straight grain. Some people do feed straight oats or oat corn mix or oat barley corn mix or something like that. Some people feed grain that's been mixed with molasses. Some people feed pelletized or extruded feeds where it was grain at some point, whole grain, and then it's been processed and made into generally pellets, although there's other shapes, so it doesn't really matter what the shape is, really, but some sort of processed grain thing. 
And so there's all sorts of options as far as that goes. And some people don't call that pelletized feed grain, but I call it grain. It's all grain. And so just to clarify that before we move on, it's really amazing how many different terms there are for these things around the country. I have had so much confusion as far as discussing horse feed with people everywhere because everyone calls it something different. And just as I start to get the hang of what everyone calls it in one region, it switches on me as I move further, you know, north or south or east or whatever's going on with my ride at that point. Anyway, when I talk about grain, that's what I mean. Any sort of thing that's not hay and has calories to it, like oats or pelletized feet. Back to what I was saying. I have tried carrying some grain with me, but I can't carry very much. I can only carry enough for really about one meals worth for Apollo because he exercises a lot and so when he gets fed in the morning and fed in the evening as much as possible if it's available wherever I've stopped for that night he gets about a gallon of grain in the morning and another gallon in the evening. That in horse terms is a lot of grain that amount of grain would make some horses explode. <laughs> Pretty much literally. And some places that I stop where people give their horses grain, their scoops are like they're what they're scooping their grain out with, their little measuring instruments are something like an old tin can from, you know, a can of peas or something that they saved the can and they just use that as a scoop. So that's what like two cups not even two cups, a cup. I'm not really sure how big a can is, obviously, but it's not very much. It's not even close to a gallon. And so I have to do all these little scoop, 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 scoop to get them enough. And meanwhile, those people's eyes will bug out of their head. They're like, oh my God, you're going to kill your horse. No, that's actually how much he needs when he's exercising like that, because otherwise he will get too skinny. And that's also just what he's used to eating. And so, as I said, horses need to keep a consistent diet. Apollo is pretty consistent in what I'm able to feed him as far as quantity. But the specifics of what I feed him change drastically every day. So for him, here's the really interesting thing. If you're still with me at this point and you are following along with what I'm saying, or especially if you have a horse and you've dealt with feed issues, the really strange thing, but really good to know, is that for Apollo at least, his normal is change. And so to keep him going day after day on this ride, it's actually good for him that he is changing feed every day. Because what has happened, as far as my own highly educated guess here, I've obviously not done any lab work to support this, but what I am presuming is happening here is that, well, let's back up a step. The reason that horses need consistent feed that doesn't change what they're eating every day, like suddenly switching 
what grain they're eating or how much grain or whether it's last year's second cut and this year's fourth cut of hay. The reason for that is that horses digest mostly through the activity of microorganisms that live in their intestines. The microorganisms are what are responsible for breaking down the forage and the grain into nutrients that the horse can then use. The microbes, the microorganisms, are highly adapted to whatever the horse is eating. A horse that eats fresh grass is going to have some different microbes than horses that eat alfalfa versus those that eat grass hay versus those that eat grass hay and grain, etc., etc. They will all have some in common, but the microorganisms that are most dominant in each horse's intestines are going to be different from each other because they will have mostly the microorganisms that are best adapted to whatever that horse is eating. Makes sense, right? So if a horse that is always eating grass hay and no grain and has microbes that are used to grass hay suddenly is switched over to eating alfalfa and lots of grain, that horse is going to get very sick because their microbes don't know what to do with the alfalfa and the grain. It's different for the microbes. They, that horse needs to culture the microbes that they have in a low population that are better suited to the alfalfa and grain and reduce the amount of microbes that are suited to the hay. And so to do this normally, you would transition the horse over a period of time to be eating the new thing. It might take a couple weeks where you slowly decrease the hay and increase the alfalfa and grain, for example. Apollo doesn't have the luxury of being able to transition over several weeks. That just can't happen because I can't carry several weeks worth of stuff to be able to do that sort of thing. And so for him, what I think is happening, back to what I was saying, what I'm pretty sure is happening is that he has the most diverse combination of microbes in his intestines of any horse around, as diverse as absolutely possible. Because one day, He'll be eating grass hay, and the next day he'll be having grass alfalfa mix, and the next day he'll have pasture, and every one of those days he'll have a different kind of grain. Some will have molasses, and some will have oats, and some will have, you know, this or that or the other thing. And so every day he's feeding a different set of microbes in his intestines. And so all of the microbes are being kept viable and active and ready to digest whatever it is that he's eating. Therefore, he is able to go a new place every day and eat something different every day. And that is remarkable. This is something I wouldn't necessarily recommend that everyone do for their horses. Like, this is very unusual, the way that we travel and the limitations I have on feeding Apollo. Switching like this all the time, all the time, all the time is not something every horse could necessarily adapt to for other health reasons. 
For example, some horses are at risk of certain health conditions if they eat too rich of a diet. Apollo is not prone to those problems, and so that's definitely important for him being an adventure horse to not be prone to those problems. But also he's exercising so much that he actually needs that rich diet because, as I said, I have to keep him from getting too skinny. It is, though, good to know, I think, as a horse person, that this is possible. That it is not going to automatically kill a horse to switch their feed and switch their feed and switch their feed and switch their feed every day. That is actually something that a horse could do. And that is something that, as a horse person, I was taught was a big no-no. You just can't do that. But with the way we travel, we have to do that. And so it's good to know that it is actually okay to do that, that it's worked out just fine. So let's talk about Apollo's feeding schedule. Every day when we're traveling, obviously his off-season diet is more like a regular horse. But while we're traveling, his feeding schedule is that in the morning, as soon as I have myself ready enough to go out and feed him, he hopefully still has hay left over from the night or has been on pasture and eating as much as he wanted during the night. If he's run out of hay, I make sure he has a little more. And I also give him his grain, so around a gallon of grain. And then I give him supplements on top of the grain. If it's the peak of summer and it's super hot, he gets some electrolytes mixed into his grain. He also gets some powdered weight supplement. I love the product called Cool Calories. It's made by Manapro. I am not sponsored by them. But I really feel like they ought to sponsor me because I tell everybody about their product. It is just the best weight supplement that I have found. And I have tried a lot of things. So a weight supplement meaning that it's just calories. It's called cool calories for a reason. It's simply calories to make sure that he's not going to lose weight. Because he's exercising more than just horse food would be able to make up for with calories. So this is just, just calories. The reason I give it to him, well, the reason I give it to him is to keep the weight on. But the reason I even thought to look for something like this, because I didn't actually know that this existed at first, but initially I really struggled keeping him in the proper weight. He was getting skinny. And I kept thinking, gosh, if only I could just feed him donuts because I'm eating donuts and I'm not losing weight. (laughs) And I just wanted to be able to feed him something that was just junk food like donuts so that he would not get skinny. But he doesn't like donuts that much. Well, he likes apple cider donuts, but this was Initially, we were on the West Coast and you couldn't really get apple cider donuts. So I was trying, like, I was literally buying every flavor of donut I could get and trying to get him to eat the donuts. And he didn't want them. Not even the powdered sugar ones. Weird. But anyway, he wouldn't eat them. And I was like, God, what am I going to feed this horse that's really dense calories? And I found this product. Since then, I've found other brands that make other similar things, but none of them work the same. And so I feed him cool calories. 
There's a dosage or a serving size recommendation on the bag. I forget what it is, but it's like for the typical horse, feed up to one scoop a day. For heavy performing horses, feed two scoops a day. If that's not enough, you can go up to four scoops a day. Guess how many scoops I feed Apollo? Yep, four scoops. And so he gets two scoops in the morning and he gets two scoops in the evening. And uh, it comes with a little scoop. So that's what, I don't even know how big the scoop is. But anyway, so he gets that on his grain. And then he also gets some essential oils that are food grade. And I'll be talking about those in a future episode. So we're not going to get into that right now. But he gets a little bit of essential oils for a couple different purposes. And sometimes he'll get an apple or something like that if I happen to have one. So that's his breakfast. And of course, he has free choice water for the whole time we're stopped until we're on the road again. And then once he's eaten his grain, then I will saddle up and we'll get going. Along the road, he gets to take grazing breaks so he can stop and eat grass several times, usually about once every hour or so, depending on the quality of the grass and how hot it is and how we're both feeling and whatever. There's lots of variables, but about every hour he gets to stop for a few minutes and eat some grass. If it's a really long day, he gets a longer grazing break in the middle of the day. He's content to just graze periodically as we're going along. But if he really is getting hungry, he will tell me. Like, he's polite about it. It's actually kind of funny. He'll side-eye the grass. So he knows he's not allowed to stop and eat just willy-nilly whenever he wants to. Because otherwise we'd never go anywhere. He'd just be grazing all day. But he can ask me. And so he'll look sideways, like he'll tip his head to kind of look at the grass and be like, hey, that one looked real good. Can we stop? And if it's safe and there's no reason that we can't stop there, then I'll generally let him stop and have some if he's asked nicely. And then we keep going. But it's it's kind of cute. <laughs> and so... Uh, So he gets to eat through the day. And then when we get to wherever we're going for the day, then I get all unsaddled and he gets to have grass or hay or both, depending on what's available there, and water all the way until the next morning. So we're usually done riding by early to mid-afternoon. And so he gets the whole rest of the afternoon, evening, night, and a little bit of the next morning to just eat and rest, but mostly eat. Horses don't sleep very much. So he will just rest and relax and eat. And then in the evening, he'll get another meal like he did in the morning with the grain and the supplements. So that is his schedule. Some places don't have grain, and that's okay. He doesn't have to have grain every day, but as much as I can, I do give it to him And that is how he eats. That's what Apollo likes. Of course, he does like other things. He does like treats. I said he doesn't really like donuts except apple cider donuts. 
but he does like other things. He, of course, really likes apples and carrots. He knows what a carrot sounds like. (laughs) Did you know carrots have sound? I should say he knows what the sound of a carrot being snapped in half sounds like. You don't even have to show it to him. He knows what that sound is. And he also likes cookies. He'll eat pretty much every cookie that I've... I don't know that he's ever turned a cookie down, actually. Chocolate is not really good for horses. I'll stop at a Subway quite often. Also not a sponsor, but really... If anyone, if any executives from Subway are listening, no, just kidding. I like to stop at Subway because then I'll get a meal and he'll get the cookie from the meal. And he really likes their oatmeal raisin cookies. He likes when I stop at bakeries, which is like any opportunity I get, I stop at bakeries. And he'll sometimes get something from the bakery too. Maybe a cookie. Maybe he'll get some of my whatever I've gotten from the bakery. He really likes cream horns. Who doesn't? (laughs) All of these things, if you're a horse person, you're probably like, oh my god, how how is Apollo still walking around? But remember, he only gets that kind of stuff while he's working really hard. She's like, I eat a lot of donuts, but I don't eat many donuts during my off season. I eat them while I'm working really hard. And so it's a fine treat for him when he's working really hard. So he's not like eating pastries all day long every day. This is a treat. So anyway, most people give carrots and apples and peppermints to their horses. I give my horse cream porns and oatmeal cookies from Subway. So anyway, Apollo likes all sorts of things and he earns them. When I was shopping for an adventure horse, it did not occur to me that I should make sure that they were not a picky eater and that all of these sorts of things about being willing and able to eat a different thing all the time was going to be important. So I got kind of lucky that Apollo has turned out to be such a good travel partner in that respect. And he really isn't very picky. There are some places he is more particular, and sometimes he does not finish his gallon of grain, but I don't know that it's because he doesn't like it. Maybe he's just not hungry as much that day. He didn't work as hard or something. So he does very well and with all of the change and all the different things that he eats, and it's really kind of amazing based on, you know, what I was taught in school in all of those semesters of equine nutrition and what I was taught, you know, in the real world from other horse people. So it is not as simple as just giving him grass, but it also is not really that complicated. Anywhere I stop, I stay with horse people for the most part. And so most nights... Wherever I stop, the horse owners there will say, oh, but we have this grain. Is that okay? Or is he used to something else? It's this kind of hay, you know, it's whatever specific thing that they're going to tell me about. Say, well, is this okay for him? Everything is okay. In that respect, it is not complicated. (laughs) 
he eats whatever's available. That's what he gets to eat. And that makes it very simple. So thanks for listening to another episode of Have Horse Will Travel. If you would like to follow along on our adventures, granted our adventures right now are at home, but we're still doing fun stuff. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as on my website at www.centaurride.org, C-E-N-T-A-U-R-I-D-E dot O-R-G. Show notes for this podcast episode are available in the description below and on the website. Next week's episode is about the fitness schedule of an adventure horse. Basically, how to get your horse fit for an adventure like we're doing and keep them that way. So until next week, bye-bye.